Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon, along with Gage. We're going to recap the debacle that was the season finale against the Detroit Lions. Also going to get into the head coaching news that's been surfacing this week uh, with the conclusion of the 2018 regular season. Um, But first, let's talk about uh, probably the lowest point of the season for the Packers outside of probably, I guess you would argue, the Cardinals game was pretty low. Um, probably maybe lower than the Lions game, but the Lions game in and of itself was just absolutely brutal from a fan's perspective. Really wasn't much to root for. No Devontae Adams chasing Sterling Sharp's record. Rodgers gets hurt with the concussion, leaves the game in the second quarter. Um, and really not much of an effort, uh, you know, from a lot of from a lot of players, um, seemed most of the guys were just kind of checked out, ready for the season to be over. It's hard to blame them, especially going into the second half. Um, they were down twenty-one nothing, uh, but you know that was certainly not Packers football, and there's certainly a lot of changes that are going to be made here in the near future. Uh, what was your main takeaway from that game, Gage? Ouch, um, that was. Ouch was what I just every single snap where nothing good happened was just more and more pain. The from the from Green Bay not having to deal with um, Kenny Galladay, but it didn't matter. The offense couldn't do anything. Like Jamal Williams had eight carries for four yards with a long of five, which means his other seven carries combined for minus one yard. Um, Mark the offense devolved into let's throw up a lob to Marquez Valdez Scantling against Darius Slay, which MBS is tall, but Darius Slay is an All Pro corner, and that's what you're gonna do is just throw it up to MBS. Come on now, it was just it was just brutal to watch. It wasn't it wasn't anything exciting. I I was watching the game strictly because I know a lot of people that 
um, were, were like kind of tuned out. They weren't watching the game. I was watching this game strictly because I had to write about it. I was hoping to see something exciting, see some of the young guys show up. Um, Tony Brown had a nice game, nine tackles. He had a pass defense that was really good, really good coverage. Um, I like the energy he plays with, but it just wasn't anything worth looking at. Like Randall Cobb, who this wasn't so much his fault as Deshaun Kaiser just couldn't do anything. But Cobb had one catch on the day. The guy's going into free agency, and he's going to go in on a one-catch game. He couldn't outrun Tease Tabor, who has been knocked for being slow ever since he entered the NFL. Yeah, tough game for Cobb, who really didn't get a lot of looks, really wasn't open for most of the game. Um, and that He was quite tied for second on the team with five targets. Uh, him, Jimmy Graham, and Capri Bibbs all had five targets. Yeah. They combined for okay, – Bibbs caught three of his for 13 yards, Graham caught three for 21, and Cobb had – one for 27, which the one catch he had was really impressive, but but still, that doesn't really make up for the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, the offense was just putrid. Um, once Rodgers was out, there really wasn't much to watch. I mean, I guess some people were kind of excited to see what Kaiser had after a year watching Rodgers, but he really didn't show that much. I mean, he made some plays with his feet, uh, but ball security is still an issue for him. Uh, a little inaccurate as well. Um, and again, like you said, Cobb, five targets, only one catch. Uh, it's quite possible that was his last game as a Green Bay Packer. Um, him, Clay Matthews are the most notable names that could be done um, as far as their time in Green Bay. Um, both guys kind of alluded to it after the game that they didn't were you know, uncertain about their future. Um, but the Packers really aren't concentrating on that right now. They're working on that head coaching, coaching search. Um, a lot of news has, uh, came out this week. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I just want to touch on Joe Philbin who had a great four game stretch outside of that last game. He said he owned up to how, um, much they were out coached by Matt Patricia and his staff this week. Uh, all the props for uh, Philbin. Obviously, it's not all on him, but it's great to see him kind of uh, take the blame and, and shoulder some of that load for how terrible uh, the Packers looked out there. Um, that performance, though, probably closed the book on his candidacy for the head coaching job. Uh, not that he had all that great a shot in the first place, but um, I would say that... Uh, you know, his run is probably over. He probably won't be back with the Packers next season. Uh, I completely agree. Um, it'll be very surprising to see him back in any any form at all. Uh, obviously, he's an offensive line guy, and James Campen has got that job pretty well locked down, assuming he sticks around, which I hope he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was he, he showed some flashes in other games, and I think just – he didn't prepare well enough for the possibility of Rodgers not finishing this game. Obviously, concussions aren't predictable, and there was no way he could have known this that Rodgers was going to leave in the second quarter, but it never really looked like Kaiser had any stuff designed for him to kind of get the offensive, offense rolling. He There was a lot of deep shots, which is something that we've seen from this offense all year. There's a lot more deep shots than there are like short underneath stuff, which – 
I know everyone's like, oh, well, that's not exciting. It doesn't win football games. It's the big play that you got to watch out for. But at the end of the day, if your backup quarterback is going to come in and complete less than 50% of his passes, don't you want to give him some short stuff to kind of get in a rhythm with his receivers that he probably has not gotten very many reps with in the past month or so? But I just think Philbin – I think Philbin – will be able to will be a coach somewhere next season, probably like a coordinator or maybe an offensive line coach somewhere. But I definitely think he's done in Green Bay for the foreseeable future. And I don't think he's gonna get an offensive coordinator gig anywhere unless uh there's somewhere that's really desperate for him. Yeah, maybe not. Uh I think I could see him getting a coordinator job, maybe another job as a quarterback's coach or like you said, offensive line. Um he, he's done a good job. He belongs in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he'll be out of work long, even that, even if he has to sit out a year. Um, the team, you know, I, I feel like they did respond to him, but more of the veterans were kind of more in tune with Joe's message. Um, you know, Rogers and uh, Adams kind of uh, talked about, you know, playing for Joe over these last couple weeks and, and kind of just really putting their best foot forward to give him a legit shot to impress Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. Um, but I just don't think it was really ever in the cards for him to remain on as the head coach. It, he's basically McCarthy Jr., um, very similar offensive styles, and you know, just still really not up to date with what current trends are in the NFL and, and, and being creative. We see a lot of the, we've seen a lot of the same stuff over these past four weeks with Philbin. Not enough for me to get excited about next season if he were to remain on. Um, but you know, like you said, he didn't have much to work with on Sunday with Kaiser checking into the game. Kaiser, you know, had a had a few good plays. Um, nothing great. Had the terrible pick where he should have just ate the ball. Um, but instead tried to force it and make something happen. I mean, uh, I'm not going to eat his lunch for that. Uh, but just the overall terrible performance. Um, surprisingly, though, I'm surprised the Packers haven't made an announcement um, on Philbin that he won't be brought back. Um, I guess they're they're waiting to interview him. I don't know why they haven't interviewed him already. Uh, you know, he did come out for the uh, season-ending press conference on Monday and just kind of said he was going to continue the evaluation process and looking over the roster, uh, which is kind of the mode all the coaches are going to work into now, even though their futures are very uncertain. Um, are you surprised Philbin is still kind of uh, this the center figure in, in Green Bay? Um, it is very surprising. Uh, I mean, I haven't really – I don't think he showed me anything that I was too enamored with, and – I don't know that uh, Mark Murphy or um, Brian Goodikens, either one, would be super excited to bring him back. Um, and it's weird that uh, they're of the teams that are like of the teams that are searching for new candidates. I don't. It's weird that they haven't announced that he's officially not like the guy. Maybe they're just. Maybe it's just implied that he's not the guy. Um, Kind of like, kind of for NBA terms. Uh, whenever I, I, one thing I've noticed is uh, anytime an interim coach earns a head coaching job, they just say they remove the interim tag. So maybe it's he finished out the year as the interim coach 
after the interview process, if they decide to bring him back, he would become the head. They would say, we're going to remove the interim tag. He'll become the head coach. Because, I mean, they've already stated that they're interviewing multiple candidates, which we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes, that they're get, that they are interviewing candidates later this week. So my guess is he's the, he's the acting coach, just so the team has some figure to kind of evaluate the roster. But I don't, it, my guess is he doesn't really have any power, per se. Right, right. And he certainly will get his interview, if not this week, probably pretty soon next week. Um, And then, you know, the Packers will be able to interview some more guys. Like you said, we have Josh McDaniels um, interview, you know, that's scheduled for Friday uh, per reports by some uh, NFL media. Um, They've requested to interview Matt LaFleur um, as well as uh, the tight ends coach for the Saints. I know his last name's Campbell. Maybe you can... Uh, Dan Campbell Dan actually Campbell. took over for uh, I believe it was Joe Philbin when Joe Philbin was fired a couple years ago in Miami. Right, right. right. Which I think is kind of funny. Um, I'm still holding out for them to uh, interview Carmichael, who's the... Um, Offensive coordinator for the Saints, uh, Pete Carmichael. He's uh, done an outstanding job for them, and I love the Saints' offense. I love how simplified it is. Um, I think he would do a lot of good things for the Packers. Uh, I also hope they schedule an interview with offensive coordinator uh, Eric uh, Bieniemy of the Kansas City Chiefs, who's worked under Andy Reid, who has ties to Green Bay, obviously. Um Bienemy has run a he's done an outstanding job, even though it's only been a season with the Chiefs. I think he's earned uh, you know, serious consideration for that job. Um, but right now, uh, we know Josh McDaniels is scheduled for Friday. He's my number one candidate. He has been uh pretty much since McCarthy was fired. Um, I know people are, are really hesitant because of what happened with the Colts last offseason, but I think we need to just get over that, honestly. Um, I mean, it happens. He was unsure about Luck's future. Um, he got a better deal to come back to work for Belichick and compete for another Super Bowl. Um, this, the Colts were kind of a mess last offseason. Uh, I don't blame him for backing out. Obviously, it could have went down a little better, um, but he's certainly not going to do that again because that would pretty much eliminate any potential for him to be a head coach in the future if he were to pull a stunt like that again. Um, how do you feel about McDaniels, and do you hope the interview process stops there, or who else do you want to see interviewed? Um, uh, uh, any, um, I want them to interview everybody that they want to interview. Do I think that McDaniels can be the right guy for the job? Like, Do I think that he is very possibly the guy? Yes. Do I want them to stop interviewing Friday when they interview him? Absolutely not. Because <clears throat> I know there's other coaches that they either haven't interviewed yet or they couldn't interview yet and they're scheduling for next week or even further in the future um, that I want them to interview. I want them to turn over every single rock and just look as deep as they have to because if McDaniels looks like, looks like the guy – and they, but then they interview a guy like a week later who ends up. They're like, "Yep, this is the one. He's going to take us to a Super Bowl in two years." 
this is going to be the guy, then that's who I want them to go with. Um, I don't agree with the whole idea of just picking a guy just because he has a good interview. Um, just because you have a good interview doesn't automatically mean you're going to be a good coach. Um, doesn't mean I think McDaniels won't, just my opinion. Um, I do find it kind of – I am holding out, holding out hope for Carmichael as well. I find it weird that uh, they wouldn't even request to interview him um, because you have te- because he's been the offensive coordinator there for since 2009. Um, he's been con- he's constantly gotten better. Um, he's st- he's uh, he's not older, but he's not um, he's not younger by any means. He's 47. Um, I do have to find a kind of, uh, but one thing I kind of talked to Jason Hirshhorn about yesterday on Twitter was that um, most of the time you'd expect them to put in the request to interview him on the same time as they requested Campbell. Like you saw them request uh, Flores and McDaniels at the same time. So Carmichael's never really gotten a whole lot of buzz, which I've always found kind of – which I've always been kind of confused about. Um, Obviously he kind of knows what he's doing. And I think he would actually be a near-perfect fit with this team because of what he has been able to do um, between with the Alvin Kamara uh, and Mark Ingram dynamic. I think you, he could do a very similar thing here in Green Bay. He'd have Devontae Adams, so there's his uh, Michael Thomas type. He's got Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think that there's a lot of similarities between the two teams, and I think he would be able to help turn this team around, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So. I don't know if I don't know if there's something behind closed doors that uh, us that we don't that we are unaware of. Um, so that'll be something interesting to watch. I don't know if he's been promised the head gig in New Orleans in when Peyton if Peyton's thinking about retiring or what like uh, whatever like maybe Peyton's gonna go out when Breeze goes out and Carmichael is slated to take that job, which I couldn't blame him because that's a great franchise. Um, but I, if I was Green Bay, I, I don't know why you're not interviewing him just uh, to try and look at everybody, get a, get an eye on every single person, just see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Another name we forgot to mention, uh, Mike Moonchek, uh, the offensive line coach of the Steelers. Uh, the Packers requested to interview him as well. He's done a great job. Obviously, we know Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger is not the most mobile guy out there in Pittsburgh, but his offensive line has always done a great job. Um, you know, a lot of creative uh, play designs to free up Le'Veon Bell over the past few years. They they, they have super athletic linemen, um, and he had some success. Not a great deal of success. He coached the Tennessee Titans from 2011 to 2013, finished second in the division twice. Uh, only one time did he have a winning record, uh, but you know he's another guy the Packers are going to talk to and has a, a legitimate case to be the next head coach. Just is going to have to knock that interview out of the park uh, in order to, to leapfrog a couple other candidates. Um, we do know that some of the college guys that fans were leeching onto uh, are are by by their words are not going to be jumping to the NFL from college. We know Northwestern's Pat. Fitzgerald does not plan on jumping, and as well as Oklahoma's coach Lincoln Riley, he agreed to an extension today. He does not appear to be ready to make that leap to the NFL. Um, I know you and I were kind of high on Riley. 
a few weeks ago, uh, Gage. Um, but again, once I, I, I think by what I'm hearing, the Packers are really high on Josh McDaniels, which makes the Lincoln Riley news kind of obsolete for me, as long as they can bring in McDaniels and just get that deal done. Um, I, I kind of agree. When I saw the Lincoln Riley news, uh, I mean, we had been hearing rumblings for the past couple weeks and obviously longer than that, that he wasn't so committed about leaving or he wasn't so sure about leaving this year. Um, and especially la- late last week, I remember reading that it was going to take a lot for him to leave. And then today when he agreed to that extension, I was like, well, there goes that one. Um, I, I cannot, I can't blame him for not wanting to leave. Uh, oh, he's got a great gig set up at Oklahoma. Um, he's bringing in good recruiting classes, and he's constantly making Oklahoma a contender. Uh, they had a, they had a near loss against uh, Alabama the other night, uh, at which Alabama's been great all year, so that's not a bad loss at all. Um, so I'm not surprised about that. Uh, Link, obviously, yeah, I've been really high on Lincoln Riley just because um, he's a very innovative person, um, and which is something that I was really looking forward to. Uh, because I, because while I love um, seeing guys that are a little more established in the league, uh, like Joe Philbin might not be the most innovative guy, but he does. He is an established coordinator. He's been around. He's led. He was with the Packers when they won a Super Bowl before, so he's been around. Um, but I really like that innovative type. I like that innovative type of uh, coach, a guy that a guy like uh, Matt Nagy or um, oh, Sean McVay. Geez, I was blanking on his name. Uh, just those guys that are going to kind of change up the game rather than just implement a new scheme. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we don't. And to be fair, we don't know the longevity of of. of of those guys. Well, Nagy in particular, we know McVay has done a great job over these last th- uh, few seasons. Um, but you know, the, the bears are having a great year, but it, it's a matter of sustaining it. Like, like McVay has been able to preserve that mindset that they're a dominating team. They have dominating talent. Um, but you know, that could easily run out once they have to start paying some guys. Um, and the bears as well, uh, could run into that, you know, down the road, but I'm des- definitely on board with, with taking a chance. Uh, not too big a chance. I'm not crazy on going after a college guy because I don't think there's any way to prepare for NFL experience besides actually having it. Uh, I think they should go with a guy that has worked in the NFL before. Um, I just think the game is just so much fast, faster than, than college, and it's, it's different as far as player evaluation. It's different as far as roster building. There's no recruiting. It's it's just vastly different, and there's and, and it's harder to build the staff you want when you're coming from college because, um, you know, you're you're not as well known. You don't have those connections to kind of pick and choose who you have, or who you want rather. Um, so as you know, I I get the excitement about Northwestern's Fitzgerald and, and Oklahoma's uh, Lincoln uh, Riley, but. Uh, you know, there was just too much hesitation for me. I think it's a blessing in disguise that those guys are going to stick with, with where they are. Uh, I agree uh, with Lincoln Riley. Um, I mean, I I wasn't sold super sold on the idea of him as a head coach, um, just because I like um, like I like I loved um, what he would be able to bring to the table, just because what we had seen. 
But um, I I am a big fan of seeing a guy go from college to a coordinator position before they go straight to a head coaching position, just because managing. 18 to 23 year olds is a lot different than managing guys getting up in their late getting in their 30s and late 30s and whatnot so so while I always I always like Lincoln Riley's prospect um I was a little I was a little interested to see if he would be able to be like transition to a head coach McDaniels has got a great opportunity here um I would be. I think that he is probably their top candidate right now. Obviously, we've been seeing everywhere that oh, he's their top guy. That's the one they're looking at the most. Which, granted, you can never trust truly anything that's being said until it's written down and the ink is dried. But uh, so it'll be it'll be an interesting week and a half, two two weeks. Who knows how long it's going to take for them to uh, decide who is their guy. Um, I would rather them figure it out sooner rather than later so they can try uh, start figuring out their assistance and managing all that because the sooner they get their new head coach in place, the sooner they get all of their coordinators. And that also means they get first pick at the available coordinators. So the guys that are ready to leave, like their current teams or their free agents, and they shouldn't be. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this next couple of weeks p- plays out. Yeah, and I'm definitely hoping they make this decision sooner rather than later. I, I realize they want to get a well-rounded uh, scope of who's out there, um, but there are eight teams competing for uh, their next head coach. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy is. is is more than likely going to be filling one of those spots, but he can very well take a, a year off to wait it out, even though I don't think he should do that. Um, he's going to interview with both the New York Jets and Cleveland Browns this week, uh, from what I've been hearing. Um, but, Gage, before we go ahead and sign off here, do you want to give your top three candidates for who you'd like to see fill that seat for the Packers? Um, at this point, oh, man. Like, I want to say Pete Carmichael. I'm going to put him third. Just because they haven't officially requested an interview him, but I still I love what he's done in New Orleans, and I want him to at least be interviewed, um, just to be brought in and given a shot. Um, I would be interested in let's see, uh, McDaniel's is going to be my number one at this point. I've actually I've heard from a couple a few people that have said that if we oh if we get McDaniel's and this is everywhere this is Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, real life, etc. The third, if we go with McDaniel's, I'm never watching the team again because he's a cheater and blah blah Good. blah. No. I don't. If if you if you don't want to watch, more power to you. That is your choice. I uh, wish you the best. Um, he but he is my number one at this point. He's been able to innovate the Patriots year after year. Um, they're constantly be they're constantly among the best offenses in the NFL. He's able to scheme even when the uh, offensive line isn't the best, as we've seen at times. Um, Brady's uh, Brady is uh, when he's hit a lot, he gets rattled. So McDaniel's has adapted to that by getting the ball out of his hands quickly. So I'd be okay with seeing that out of Rogers because I think he needs to get rid of the ball quicker anyway. And then my third guy that I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Vic Fangio. Uh, he's a defensive guy, um, but he has, but I, I think that he also is. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, he consistently develops great, great defenses. Yeah, he's got really good talent, but he just he knows how to scheme really well. Um, his teams are 
good year in and year out. Um, and I and I would and taking him away from the Bears make the makes the Bears weaker. So that's a win win for us. Yeah, I like I like you bringing up Fangio. He's another under the radar candidate who's not getting a whole lot of buzz. Um, I'm not sure he's had. I think he, he has had one interview request, though I'm not sure who who it was from. Um, but um, he I agree. was requested by the Dolphins and the Broncos have both requested. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Dolphins, Broncos have requested Fangio. He would be a nice, uh, a nice name to throw into the mix uh, for Green Bay's opening. Um, you know. I, again, McDaniels is my number one. He has been for quite some time. Uh, you know, one of the more ridiculous takes I've heard, uh, you know, since McDaniels has kind of become, you know, the more common name that we're seeing out there is that they're they're afraid that the Packers' offense is going to suddenly become boring or it, it's so simple. They, they don't want to see the check downs or, or they don't want to see a James White or Sony Michelle, uh, you know, kind of just dumping off to the running back or scheming guys open underneath uh, constantly, um, which I think is just ridiculous because you know what's not boring is winning. And if you go ask the Patriots fan base whether or not they're tired of what of what they've seen the past 15 years, they're going to say absolutely not. I mean, McDaniels has had so much success. There's not even he. There's there's no comparison as far as he, he everything that he's done with the Patriots is not going to be done the exact same way with the Green Bay Packers. Their rosters are very different. Uh, the quarterbacks are, are 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 great, but they're they're different in the way they get things done. Um, McDaniel's is my number one candidate. Uh, number two, I also have uh, Carmichael, and then my number three is Eric uh, Bieniemy. Um, I hope he gets called on uh, over these next few days. Um, and we will see how it plays out. Probably won't see a hire for maybe a couple more weeks, uh, but the time is ticking um, as more teams are going to start scheduling guys that they're interested in. Um, and we also have to wait for the playoffs to unfold to, to get access to some guys, guys who are playing this week are, are not able to schedule interviews yet. Um, so we'll see what happens next week for that. But Gage and I will be back with you later on this week. We'll be back for another edition of Dairyland Talk. Hopefully have uh, some promising updates. Some more names will surface. And we will be uh, more than excited to bring you guys some uh, more content. Uh, thank you, everybody out there, um, Packers Nation, for listening to another edition of Dairyland Talk. We will be back with you uh, very soon. Take care. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.